Amen. Well, so we are, we are here once again, amen, for another word from the Lord. And, and I'm excited because God always speaks to our hearts concerning the issues that he desired that we uh, um, hear. And, and, and I believe that God has a word for us on today. In fact, um, God has been dealing with me all week. In fact, for the last several weeks, God has been uh, uh, had us on a series um, concerning life in the spirit. And um, God has been speaking some very powerful truth to us that very that's very important uh, um, for us as we move forward in our relationship and in our journey here in the earth. And that's one thing that I want to really emphasize uh, as we go forth, even inside of the message on today, our journey here in the earth. And uh, um, as we've been sharing over the last several weeks, and as uh, Pastor Cardi ministered so powerfully on last week, walking in the spirit, life in the spirit, uh, uh, um, we, we, we want to uh, um, make sure that we get you to uh, uh, really understand, amen, the purpose and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, and why is it? Why was it that Jesus said in the 16th chapter of St. John, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, amen, your comforter will not come. So, so we, we, we want to make sure that we uh, uh, get you to understand why Jesus said that and, and why it's so important that we understand, uh, amen, the position of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. Um, I also want to uh, encourage you uh, while we're online on today, I want to encourage you also, let's make sure that we keep our president in prayer. Amen. Uh, um, he's um, dealing with the coronavirus and, and that's no secret. We all know that. Um, but uh, we just still need to pray for him. The Bible said pray for our rulers. Pray for those that are in authority. Uh, um, so we want to make sure that we encourage you to pray for the president, that God will give him a speedy recover, recovery, and uh, also that God will continue to deal with his heart and uh, um, empower and impact him, amen, to be the leader uh, um, that he has ordained for him to be, amen. So keep him in prayer um, as we go forth inside of the, uh, uh, the things that God has in store for us. All right, again, I want to... Um, Go into the word of God on this morning, a word that God has really given me. We're going into life in the spirit, part three. Life in the spirit, part three. Uh, um, we, we, but we've dealt with uh, um, life in the spirit, uh, um, part one. Uh, we also dealt with life in the spirit, part two, which was walking in the spirit. And, and Pastor Carling um, dealt last week uh, uh, on walking in the spirit, which was very, very powerful. And um, I want to go uh, today further inside of this lesson on life in the spirit. And uh, uh, my subcaption on today would be kingdom life. Kingdom life. Uh, uh, it is important that we understand uh, uh, the relativity of life in the spirit and kingdom life. It's very important that we understand that. And uh, um, I, I trust and I pray that the Holy Spirit would uh, uh, empower and impact me today to share this word with you as he has uh, given it to me. Um, Father, we bless you. We thank you for this time of delivery right now. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O 
O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Impact and empower me, Lord, to deliver this word to your people now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Turn with me very quickly to the book of uh, Matthew. Uh, uh, we have several scriptures that we're going to be covering on today. Matthew, the sixth chapter and the 10th verse. We will also be going into Romans, the 14th chapter and the 17th verse, as well as Luke 17, 20 and 21. Uh, let's go into Matthew first. Matthew 6 and 10. We'll start at the ninth verse because we want to make sure we keep it inside of the context. And these are the words that Jesus was sharing with his disciples. He said, but after this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And we want to focus our attention on this morning on that 10th verse where he said, in the midst of your prayer, I want you to pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. And it's important that we underline and understand what he's saying now, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. His will is already being done in heaven. His kingdom has already been established in heaven. But he said, pray now that thy kingdom will come in the earth and that his will will be done in the earth. Romans, the 14th chapter, and um, the 17th verse. We want to um, go there very quickly. Romans 14 and 17. It says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For the kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And then I want you to go with me to Luke, the 17th chapter. And uh, um, the 20th verse, it says, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, I want you to take those scriptures uh, 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 together, and uh, uh, we're going to uh, trust the Holy Spirit today to really get us, a, give us a real good understanding of kingdom life. Um, as I shared with you earlier, and uh, we've been sharing for the last uh, several weeks, uh, life in the spirit. Um, which is so very, very important that we understand um, that now that as believers, uh, there is a life in the spirit that we must embrace. Uh, uh, first of all, we must be born by the spirit of God. We learned that uh, um, as Jesus had a discourse with Nicodemus, uh, but we also uh, understood that uh, after being born of the spirit, uh, we must live a life in the spirit. I think it is uh, um, Galatians, the fifth chapter, and the 25th verse says, if you live in the spirit, you ought to walk also in the spirit. That's that life. That life in the spirit now becomes my walk and, and my, my journey. But I want us to understand something as we 
move a little bit further inside of this message that God has given us. It is very important, and I want you to understand this. It's very important that we understand that the salvation experience is more than just uh, uh, being born again. Or, or, or let me rephrase that. The salvation experience or, or being redeemed and, 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 and receiving the Holy Spirit or being baptized in the Holy Spirit, that it's not the ultimate that God has for his people. Now, it's very important that you understand that because many of us, uh, we feel that once we are born again, that's it. But I want you to understand that the salvation experience is not his ultimate. In fact, the salvation experience is no more than a, a precursor or, 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 or an open door into the kingdom life that God has uh, 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 planned for us. It is a, 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 a repositioning or a recreation of mankind to carry out the will of God in the earth. Now, let me repeat that again. The salvation experience of being born again, of being filled with the Holy Spirit is a repositioning or it is a, a, a recreation. I think it is 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, 17th verse said, we had, uh, though we are in Christ, we are a new creature or a new creation. Okay, but that new creation now is for a purpose. We are repositioned in our journey here on the earth so that now we can carry out the will of God in the earth. So that's what salvation comes to do. Salvation comes to reposition us or recreate us so that now we can carry out God's will in the earth. Whether you realize it or not, salvation was not just to take us to heaven. If that was the case, then he would have could have just saved us and taken us into heaven. But no, he had a purpose for us here in the earth. And the salvation experience was designed to just position us now so that now we can fulfill God's will and purpose here on the earth. Remember in John, the 15th chapter, I think it is in the 16th verse, when Jesus was talking to his disciples uh, and, and Jesus looked at him and said, now you have not chosen me. I think it's John 15 and 16. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you or positioned you. Look at what it said now. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you should what? Go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Now, it's important that we understand these things. Uh, he said, I positioned you, I've chosen you, and I've ordained you for a purpose that you will go and bring forth fruit. Now, you need to understand now uh, what he's saying here now, as he birthed us into his family, he said, I have something for you to do. And that is that you would go and bring forth fruit in the earth. Look at what he said, uh, 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 Ephesians, the second chapter, a very familiar passage of scripture that we use this often. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, uh, uh, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. But it is the gift of God and not of works lest any man should boast. And that's fine. 
This is letting us understand now that God brought us into his family by grace, by the unmerited favor of God. But it was through our faith in him that he brought us. But I need you to understand the 10th verse is very, very relevant. We cannot leave that out. He said, for we are his workmanship. We are his masterpieces that he left here in the earth. He said, I saved you and brought you into my family and I identified you as my workmanship. You are those things that I've created and those individuals that I've created now for a purpose that you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works. He said, I created you in Christ Jesus unto good works. Now that lets me see now, according to John 15 and 16, he said, I've chosen you to Jesus go and bring forth fruit. It says now in uh, uh, Ephesians 2, said I've created you unto what? Good works. Now let me share this with you. Good works is not good life, okay? Now I, I, I want to qualify that but I want to qualify that inside of perspective because a lot of times we feel that when God says all of these things, that means uh, 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 these good things are going to happen for me. But no, when he said good works, that means those are the things that he desires to see exemplified out of our lives. Too often we look for um the life, and when I say the life, we look for uh, this exuberant life. We look for these, uh, this life that are uh, enjoying all of these uh, great things, the, the new car, the new house, and all of these things. But he said, no, that's not why I created you in Christ Jesus. He said, I created you in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, let me share this with you. A lot of times, the good things come as a byproduct of us walking in the good works, but the good things were never uh, designed to be the objective of God birthing us into the family of God. He birthed us into his family so that we could produce works that will glorify and honor him. Look at what he said, Jesus said in Matthew, again, the fifth chapter, and the 14th verse, I think it starts at the 14th verse, says, ye are the light of the world. And, and I'm using these scriptures to get you to get a perspective of God's heart for us after salvation. You got to have, you got to understand this, because if you don't understand this, we will uh, uh, embrace salvation for a different purpose than that which God has ordained us. Look at what he's saying here. He said, now ye are the light of the world. <laughs> a city that is set upon a hill that cannot be hid. Now, if you go down to the 16th verse, he said, now let your light so shine before men that they may see what? Your good works. Now, let me go again with that same phrase again. Your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. And I want you to understand, I'm going to reemphasize this and I'm going to keep on saying this. My good works is not my good things. It's not my car. If that's the case, then we got a whole lot of folk that have never been born again that can show their good things and be, and, and it can be the, God, the light of God. But no, 
My good works is not the things that I possess. My good works is the life that I live that will manifest the character and the will and purpose of God in the earth. And this is what Jesus is saying. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify God, which is in heaven. Now, I want you to understand something. I said this earlier, but I want to reemphasize this on today. We weren't just saved to go to heaven. Now, that may burst a lot of folks' bubbles. But I need you to understand something. God didn't save us just so that we can go to heaven. He saved us so that we could manifest the life of heaven or the heavenly life here in the earth. <laughs> Let me repeat that. God didn't save us so that we can go to heaven, but he saved us so that we can manifest the heavenly life here in the earth or the life of the kingdom or kingdom life here in the earth. And we, we, it's important that we understand uh, 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 what is happening here because now, if you look at it now, Jesus said this when he when he came on the scene, when he bit now when he came on the scene, when he started his ministerial journey after his baptism in the Jordan by John the Baptist, uh, the Bible said Jesus came up out of the water and the Spirit of the Lord descended upon him in the form of the dove, and the voice of God spoke out from heaven and said, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I am what." well pleased but i want you to understand something now as jesus left the jordan and he went and he met up with the disciples and those that were surrounding him jesus uttered these words he said the bible said he went preaching repent for the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of god is at hand it's important that we understand what he's saying now he said, now, I came in the earth to bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth. The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is now at hand. Now, I want, I want you to understand concerning this. In order to fully understand Jesus' mission, you must first of all understand kingdom or understand what kingdom is all about. First of all, I, I gave you a definition for kingdom several weeks ago, and I want to give it back to you again, give it to you again. Kingdom is a domain or a territory or a region that is governed by the authority, the rule, and the influence of a king. Okay, now that, that's very important. A kingdom is a domain or a territory or a region that is governed by the authority, rule, and influence of a king. Now, I need you to understand something. Now, go back to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is now being brought to earth. 
Now, I need you to understand something because this is what Jesus' mission was. Jesus' mission was to come and reestablish the kingdom of God in the earth. That was his mission, to come and reestablish the kingdom of God in the earth. God, it has always been the will of God that his kingdom be established in the earth realm. If you look at the creation story, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth became a territory now that God had ordained that his kingdom be established. You need to understand this. Earth is a territory. And it is a territory that was created by God in which he was going to establish his kingdom. But I want you to see now, inside of the whole plan and the purpose of God, God ordained that I am going to create man. <laughs> I'm going to create man and set him up in my territory so that now he could become an extension of me in the earth. He will become a representation of me in the earth and I will use man to establish my kingdom in the earth. Look at Genesis, the first chapter and the 27th verse. Let's, let's go there because I want you to read that with me. Genesis 1 and, 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 and 26 and 27. It'll give us an understanding of what God desired from before the foundation of the world. The 26th verse said, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Look at what it said here now. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And the 27th verse says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he them, male and female created he them. Now I want you to understand something here. That is not just a just a, a phrase that had been thrown in there with no essence and no meaning. But when God said, let us cre create man in our image, what God was saying here, uh, uh, let us create man with the ability. When you talk about an image, an image is a a representation or representation of a person or a thing or a representation of an original. When you have an image of something, it is nothing more than a representation of the original. And when God said, let us make man in our image, let us make man and establish him in the earth so that now in the earth, man could become a representation of what and who we are in the heavenly realm. Let them manifest my character and my culture and my will in the earth realm. That was God's ordained purpose from the foundation of the world. And really, if you want to look at it, it was before the foundation of the world. This was just a manifestation of what God had ordained. But I want you to see something. While it has always been God's will to establish his kingdom in the earth, <laughs> in this territory called earth, Satan came in. Uh, 
and overthrew man and took dominionship out of the hand of man. I, I want you to see this. When Satan came in and, and rendered the kingdom of earth or the realm or the territory of earth out of the hand of man, uh, um, what he did was now he started establishing his culture in the earth. Let me, let me go here because I, I need you to understand this. When you begin to understand kingdoms and when kingdoms or kings take over new territory, uh, uh, whenever a king takes over new territory, one of the first objectives is to change the culture of that territory so that it will reflect his will, his desires, and, and his uh, uh, laws, okay? Whenever a king takes over a territory, and, and you, you can look at this in the natural, uh, uh, whenever a king, let's look at the British kingdom, when the British empire, when they came over the seas and took over territories, even in the United States, we weren't called the United States at that time, but even in the States, when they came and took over the territory, their objective, the King of England, I think it was King George at the time, his objective was to establish the culture of the British Empire in America. The same in the Caribbean, amen. When they came and took over the territories in the Caribbean, when the different kings came and took over, that objective was to change the culture of those territories so that it will reflect those kingdoms that took over. I, I said that because I need you to understand something here. When Satan took over the territory of earth that God had established to uh, 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 develop his kingdom, when Satan took over, Satan immediately had to change the culture. Because what God was doing with Adam, God was training Adam how to establish culture, the heavenly culture in the earth. But now when Satan took over, Satan said, I've got to change all of this. <clears throat> and what Satan did, Satan immediately, the Bible said, he took the whole world off course, or the whole world at that time, known world, earth, of course, he became the God of this world, or you may say the king of this world. The Bible calls him the prince of the world. But then I need you to understand something. What he did, he released his spirit or his seed inside of humanity so that now that the man that God had ordained now to be an extension of himself. Satan took him into captivity and implanted his seed in man. And the Bible said now man became sin, which was now sin became the culture. Sin became the culture of the earth now that Satan had taken charge of. Okay, that's why we find in this earth, that's why the Bible calls it uh, 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 the kingdom of darkness. 
because darkness uh, uh, represents the culture of Satan. Sin represents Satan's culture. Uh, uh, I think it is uh, um, Psalm, Psalms, the 51st chapter said, Behold, I was shaping in sin, and I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. In other words, when Satan took over mankind, he planted his seed in mankind, and consequently our nature now, our DNA now, became consumed and possessed by the nature of Satan, and consequently now our lives began to manifest that culture in the earth. That's why you find so much fighting and so much bickering and so much battling is because that's the nature of Satan in the earth. He established the kingdom of darkness in the earth. But let me share something with you. As I said earlier, it was always the will of God that he established his kingdom in the earth. Jesus came to change all of that. He came to undo everything that Satan did during his reign here in the earth realm. The Bible says, I think it is in 1 John, the third chapter, he said, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, he came to take the kingdom of, uh, take the territory of earth back out of the hand of the devil. He came to defeat the devil in the earth realm. And he said, for this purpose, the son of man came. That's why he, when he came on, he said, the kingdom of heaven is now at hand. We're back in the earth realm now, but we are back in the earth realm now to reclaim this territory of earth. But in reclaiming the territory of earth, he had to reclaim the man that God had ordained to be his extension in the earth. So when Jesus came, he came to destroy the works of the devil. Now I need you to understand something now. The works of the devil is also what he did inside of man. He captured man. And he impregnated man with his spirit. That's why when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees in the eighth chapter of John, he told them, said, you are of your father, the devil, and it is his lust that you do. Okay, now what he was really just identifying who, who, who they are. You're going through all of these uh, uh, channels here challenging me, but you don't realize that your father is the devil. You were birthed into this world by your father, the devil. And not only uh, is he your father, but he impregnated you with his DNA now and his lusts is what you do. That's why we find in Romans, the seventh chapter, uh, um, we, we see where, where, where Paul talked about uh, the things that I would do, I don't do, but the things that I don't do, I, I find myself doing. Why? Because it's that DNA, that nature that is in me now that is holding me captive and challenging me and causing me to do that which I won't do. And that's why Jesus said, not Jesus, but Paul said, now I find now I have to conclude 
conclude now that there's something working in me that's bringing me into captivity, which now is the spirit of Satan. You need to see that. But Jesus said, I came to destroy that. I came to change that. And that's what the salvation experience is, is about. It is repositioning us now. It's changing our nature and our culture now so that now we can now go back to his original purpose of establishing his kingdom where? In the earth. We're not going to establish this kingdom in heaven. This kingdom is already established in heaven. But he said, I'm going to use you to establish my kingdom in the earth. So Jesus came to establish the kingdom of God, or I should say reestablish the kingdom of God in the earth. He came to show us what the kingdom, what kingdom life was all about. Jesus spent 33 and a half years here in the earth, in flesh, but he showed mankind what kingdom life was all about. Everything that Jesus did while he was here on the earth was a product of kingdom life. It was the culture of the kingdom that Jesus introduced. That's why we didn't understand it. That's why mankind, well, 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 where, where these things come from? Why it was a culture that was not uh, 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 known to them. He brought the culture of heaven into the earth realm. He also brought the ways of the kingdom and allowed us to see the way God do things, the way God uh, handles situations. He, he, he let us see that, but I want you to see this. He allowed us to see that while walking in flesh. He proved to us as mankind, as a human being or as flesh being that this flesh can manifest a kingdom life. We are no longer subject to the power of Satan in us now because now we have the power of the kingdom in us now that we can manifest kingdom life. This is what Jesus came to allow us to see. The Bible said he was tempted in all points like as we are yet without sin. He had the same kind of flesh. He had the same kind of emotions. He had the same kind of oppositions, but he did not allow the power of the kingdom of darkness to seduce him. He showed us what kingdom life was all about. He showed us the attitude of the kingdom. He showed us the power of the kingdom of God. But I want you to see this, and, and I want to go here. I don't know how much time uh, uh, we're going to have dealing with this subject, but I want to go here. While Jesus came to show us what life in the kingdom <laughs> was all about, the Holy Spirit came to give to us that life. Jesus showed it to us. He showed it to us, but he said in the 16th chapter of John, he said, now it's expedient for you that I go away because now if I go away now, you now will be able to do the same thing that I'm doing. 
That's why he says that these works that you should do and even greater works that you should do because I'm going to my father. But when I go to my father, I'm going to send you now the power that enables you now to walk and live the kingdom life. I showed it to you, but the Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going to give it to you. He's going to empower you to walk in the kingdom life that I showed you. And I'm on the other side. Hallelujah, Jesus. And that's why it's so important that we understand the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He is there for more than just to make us quake and shake and quicken and run around and jump and shout and even speak in tongues. He's in us to carry out the will and the purpose of God in this flesh, in the earth. That's what he's been given to us to do. Jesus said when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he will lead and he will guide you into all truth. He will testify of me. Everything that I've taught you while I was here on the earth, he's going to bring those things back to your remembrance. He's going to help you establish the culture of the kingdom here in the earth. You cannot do it without the power source on the inside. The reason why I was able to do it in my flesh was because of the power source that I had on the inside. I submitted to the Holy Spirit. I was led by the Holy Spirit. And in order for you now to manifest kingdom life, you got to embrace the same, the same power source, the Holy Spirit. Now, when you really look at it, the Holy Spirit is the administrator. And I think I said this several weeks ago, the Holy Spirit is the administrator of the kingdom of God in the earth. <laughs> he is the one that had been given the responsibility to administrate all of uh, the workings of the kingdom of heaven in the earth realm. Uh, uh, let me go back here. Whenever a king takes over a territory, okay, look at this. Whenever a king takes over a territory, uh, like the British Empire, the Spanish Empire took over Cuba, uh, 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 all of these things, the French Empire took over uh, 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 Haiti. Uh, whenever a king takes over a territory, what he does, what he does, he, he sends in a representation, representative or an administrator, amen, to administrate the culture of that kingdom in this territory. Okay, when the British Empire took over uh, 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 the Bahamas, they sent a governor which became the administrator of the uh, British Empire to establish the culture of the, uh, the kingdom of the British Empire in the Bahamas. Now, I need you to understand this because now when God said, I'm taking over now back over the kingdom of earth, God said, I'm going to send my administrator, which is the Holy Spirit, 
He's going, he's going to be the one now that's going to guide you in kingdom life. You don't understand kingdom life. You don't even have the power to manifest kingdom life without the Holy Spirit. He said, now I'm going to send my spirit back and he is going to be the one that's going to establish the culture, the ways, and the ideals of the kingdom of heaven in the earth. But you got to follow him. You got to be led by him. You got to surrender to the Holy Spirit. You are not smarter than the Holy Spirit. You don't have the luxury to be a sometime follower of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said, he that is led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So now, since the Holy Spirit is the administrator of the kingdom, it behooves us to surrender to the Holy Spirit because God saved us so that now we could help establish his kingdom or be an extension or a representation or an image of kingdom life here in the earth. The Holy Spirit is the power to manifest the lifestyle of the kingdom here in the earth. What did uh, 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 Jesus say when he uh, Shabbat, came out of the grave? I think it is in the 24th chapter of Matthew. He told him first, he said, go in Jerusalem and wait there until you be endued or impacted with power where? From on high. Now that's very important. You have to be endued with power from on high in order to manifest the lifestyle of the heavenly kingdom. He said, now you need the power. Mm. And then now in the first chapter of Acts and the eighth verse, he said, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost don't be afraid of the Holy Ghost. He said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be what? Witnesses unto me. You shall be a representation of what kingdom life is all about. You shall be a, a, a manifestation of kingdom life. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. That's what the Holy Spirit is coming to do. He is going to come and he is going to allow or empower you so that now you can be a witness of heavenly kingdom lifestyle in the earth. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, I love you, Lord. What God is saying here, and I have to close. Maybe I'll finish this lesson next week. But Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to empower. He's going to empower you to become a manifestation of kingdom life. But that kingdom life is to be lived out in the earth realm. It's going to be lived out in the earth realm. In order to do that, you have to live in total submission to the will, to the power, to the guidance of 
the Holy Spirit or the administrator of the kingdom of God. Hmm. There's so much I, 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 I desire to teach you concerning this, but we, we have time. Hallelujah, Jesus. But I don't want you to forget that it's always been God's will to establish his kingdom here in the earth. Just because over 4,000 years, or some 4,000 years, the devil took it off course. It did not change God's heart or God's mind. God said, I still have a plan. I'm still going to establish my kingdom in the earth. And God sent Jesus to establish that kingdom. He took back the dominionship out of the hand of Satan. But not only did he take back the dominionship out of the hand of Satan, he released his Holy Spirit to set us free from the captivities and the bondages that Satan had held us. And then he also said the same spirit that set you free, the same spirit that birthed you into the kingdom of the family of God is now the same spirit that's going to train, empower, and guide you in kingdom life. If you want to glorify God while you're in this earth realm, surrender to the Holy Spirit. He'll lead and he'll guide you in all truth. My friends, again, I thank you for being with us on today. There's so much more that I said earlier that we would like to share, but we'll, we'll share some more as God gives us. But I want you to understand the importance of kingdom life for the people of God.